0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day. Another Hockey Day Minnesota game ends with some fireworks as the Minnesota Wilds pick up a 3-2 shootout win. We break down all the action on tonight's Locked On Wild Postcast. You are Locked On Wild Postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. And welcome into tonight's Locked on Wild postcast as the Minnesota Wild pick up a 3-2 to shootout win over the Buffalo Sabres. Seth Topal joined by Kevin Gorg. And Kevin, Hockey Day Minnesota brings out the best in the state of hockey with high school games, collegiate games all day. And it always culminates with the Minnesota Wilds getting a chance to try to put a stamp on the day. It seems like every game comes down to a couple of plays. It's close, overtime, exciting. Everything you could want uh, in this one tonight as the Wild come out on top.
0: Yeah, it's funny. This Hockey Day thing continues to grow. And I, I'm telling you, the Wild and their fans every year seem to have a little more juice. And for a regular season game, I haven't seen this. Like the crowd was on their feet the entire overtime. They were rocking the entire game. And I'm down in that tunnel behind the wild bench, and the boys were just buzzing on the bench. So there was some, some real extra jam to this game. I think they took a lot of pride in holding Buffalo to two goals. Marc-Andre Fleury, after the game, just got done talking about that. Buffalo put six on the wild when they met in Buffalo uh, four or five weeks ago. So this, uh, this one has to make the boys feel good as they head into the All-Star break.
1: And for the Wild to come away with the win tonight, they were going to need to slow Buffalo down. They were going to need to play physical while also not getting into a situation where you put Buffalo on the power play a ton of times. This may have been the best game for the Wild in that regard as they only went to the penalty kill once. They dominated in the hits department and it seemed like it really affected Buffalo as the game wore on.
0: Buffalo is built with speed and skill, so you're exactly right. I I know the hits after two periods were 19-3 Minnesota. Don't know where they finished, but pretty incredible when you think about that, when you can dominate the physical play and not take penalties. I think Buffalo had one power play in the entire game, and that was the message from the coaching staff here the last couple of days is they were really trying to batten down the hatchet, be more disciplined. We had Ryan Hartman a healthy scratch against Philadelphia two nights ago. That message was sent, and clearly that message was received.
1: Wild get the uh, first goal for them off of a uh, power play. Jewel Eriksson-Eck uh, able to uh, to ram one home, and power play looked great. They were moving the puck around. Buffalo made some plays to prevent additional power play goals, but Jewel eriksson just continues. I, I don't feel like he's a guy that gets talked about enough for what he does on both sides of the ice just continues to just affect the game in so many ways.
0: I look at him and Freddie Gaudreau as two guys that, you know, most coaches will tell you, you can't win without that type of player. But it's tough for the fans because Kaprizov and Zuccarello and Boldy do all these crazy things. But this guy, in act that you're talking about, takes all that punishment. His job every night is to shut down the opposition's best, one way or the other. He's on the penalty kill. And, oh, yeah, in the power play, we've got all these great weapons. So go stand in the front front of the net, get punished, get cross-checked, get slashed, and once in a while chip in a rebound. He is remarkable. He is like a robot. He never slows down. He never stops working. And uh, he's on pace right now for 30 to 35 goals. I mean, this is, this is some kind of
1: asset for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Jared Spurgeon scored the other goal for the Wild tonight, and fitting that a Hockey Day Minnesota game came to Spurgeon – to be the one to, uh, to get that second goal, and it was brought up in the broadcast. You, don't, you may not think of him as one of those offensive-type defensemen, but he is up there amongst some of the best in terms of production on the ice and grabs another goal here tonight.
0: Yeah, grabs another goal, does all the little things. I mean, for young players out there that watch the Wild on a regular basis, keep this in mind. Jared Spurgeon leads the team in block shots, and he's the smallest player on the ice damn near every night. Uh, He makes plays right now. He's got nine goals. So he's on pace for somewhere around 15 to 17 goals this season. And we all know what he means to this team off the ice, but on the ice, the penalty kill uh, just the way that he goes out night in and night out, knowing that, you know, his job is is complicated because, you know, Dean Evison knows that if, if Tash Thompson's out there for Buffalo, he has to get Jared Spurgeon out there. If Ovechkin's out there, he's got to get Jared Spurgeon out there. So he's in charge of that every single night. And he's just such a quiet, responsible player. And, you know, you try to give him some accolades in the interview, like I did tonight during the intermission. All he wants to talk about is his teammates. That's why he's wearing the C. And for young players out there, watch the way this guy handles himself on and off the ice, that's what a leader does.
1: We'll talk about the power or the uh, the shootouts, I should say, um, after the uh, after the pause, but I did want to talk about Marc-Andre Fleury as well. Was, was great again. The, the coaching staff went to him for a third straight game. He has played well over the last couple of games and really brought it again here tonight and especially in the shootout. And you see some of that swagger from him when he made the save um, after the uh, the second shootout attempt, and just knowing, hey, if I can get one here, I think we got a really good shot to uh, to come away with the win.
0: Yeah, and the team loves Mark Andre Fleury. I mean, they just adore him, and you know, just seeing the guys around the rink on a daily basis, how much they respect him. They know this guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's one of the all time greats at his position, and I think it's awesome for the young guys to get to be around this guy. And to your point, now. He looks like a number one goalie. And, you know, throughout the season, after week number one, the goaltending has been good. But you'd have to say for a good solid month there, Gustafson looked like the better goalie. Right now, Mark andre Fleury's at his absolute peak. I had a quick conversation via text with their goaltending coach, Freddie Shabbat, this morning. And he said, this has been weeks in the making. This isn't just the last couple of games. This is something he's been trending towards. And what Freddie's so impressed with is how much Marc-Andre Fleury wants to work. On that last road trip, they were sitting in front of the laptop, breaking down details of Fleury's game for over an hour. And this is what he wants to do. He just continues to want to get better. He loves to play. He loves to practice. you got to drag him off the ice. And so, again, another situation where if you're Minnesota and you want this team to go into the playoffs and have a chance to win, their best chance is when Marc-Andre Fleury – He's playing like he is right now.
1: It all leads to a 3-2 to win for the Wild in a shootout. Uh, we'll talk plenty more about this game as uh, obviously now the Wilds go to the All-Star break. Uh, so no games coming up here uh, until I believe February 6th. So we'll talk about the shootout. We'll talk about the uh, new combination of Marcus Foligno with Matt Boldy and Freddie Goudreau. Plenty more to come in tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast. After a word from our sponsor, which is the new exclusive sports betting partner for Locked On, that of course being the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that can make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers can join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just head over to Fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Fanduel has all of your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props, and you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at Fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of Locked On. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Continuing tonight's Locked on Wild postcast, Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg as the Minnesota Wild pick up a 3-2 to two shootout win over the Buffalo Sabres. Matt Ciccarello, Kirill Kaprizov, and Freddie Goudreau is about as automatic as it gets in a shootout from what we've seen. They they just make it look so easy in such different ways.
0: Yeah, nice to have that weapon, too, because these points are going to matter. You look at the Western Conference standings, you and I have talked about this in the last uh, couple of weeks. Every point is going to make a difference. And so when you can go out and score three, in a shootout, uh, and you've got that that deck pretty well stacked, and they all do it in different ways. Zuccarello is so good laterally. Kaprizov's release is so deceptive, whether it's a forehand or a backhand. And I think the most underrated part of this whole thing is Freddie Gaudreau. I mean, he just has unbelievable hands in tight spaces, and he's very hard to read. You know, being an old goalie, I try to pick up on some of the nuances and trends. I have no clue what Freddie Gaudreau is going to do, and I don't think anybody <laughs> that faces him does either.
1: Uh, I want to talk about an underrated part in overtime for the wilds. Um, you know, it's no secret that the wild have been called for a ton of the too many men on the ice penalties, but I, I was really impressed with the way that the wild were able to hold the zone in overtime while getting fresh skaters on the ice um, and, and not surrendering that zone presence. And it's just it's something that sounds, I'm sure, kind of easy to to people listening in but it requires a lot of of focus and attention to what's going on on the ice, and the Wild did it perfectly in the overtime.
0: Yeah, and it made a difference, too, because there were a couple of sequences where they had Buffalo really fatigued and on the ropes. There's an art to it, and the biggest key is the communication, and it's not just the coaches, it's the players being able to communicate, being able to spread the rink, and then you have to kind of have the hockey sense to read When your line mates on the ice are inching towards the bench, because at that point you don't want to make a play to the net. You don't want to take a shot at that point. You want to get out as wide as you can and buy as much time as you can. And I think, you know, the good teams that know how to handle overtime are unafraid to take it back and regroup buying just a little extra time to force that opposition with the long change in overtime to spend energy. And that's how you win in overtime puck possession is everything. And the wild, if you look at where they were three, four, or five years ago, they were awful in that category. They're markedly better, and I think if you really want to be honest, that change happened when Dean Evason took over. He has paid a lot of attention to that part of the game. He knows these overtime points really matter, and uh, kudos for him and his coaching staff for kind of really forcing that onto the Minnesota Wild.
1: It wouldn't be right if we didn't talk about Kirill Kaprizov at least a little bit uh, in these postcasts. And and one of the things I was watching tonight, Kevin, that, that just, I think, just floors me is you think about the skill, all the speed that he brings, but I think one of the more underrated parts of Kaprizov's game is the strength that he has with the puck. There were more than a couple of times where he went into the zone behind the net and he's fighting through two, three guys and not giving an inch with the puck and is able to get some possession going, it, it just it's, it's fascinating to watch him just have the puck and do his thing.
0: Our cohort that, that moonlights on Valley Sports North is Lou Nanny. He's the godfather. He's iconic in terms of hockey analysis in this state. He calls him a tank, a Russian tank. And if you look at the way Kaprizov is built and the way he's able to use that lower body strength in tight spaces, I marvel, Seth, night in, night out at how much physical play and contact he takes and how hard it is to get him separated from the puck because along with that sturdy body comes the the absolute wherewithal and passion to fight for every loose puck and not let that puck get taken away. This kid is hes a special, special talent, and everybody gets drawn to the fancy stick work and the goals and the shot, and rightfully so. But the details to his game, the little things that make a difference, are exactly what you're talking about. He is remarkably gifted on the wall, and that is unique. For for a player with his offensive skill set, they don't always have both, but he's as good as any player in the league on the wall, and he's as good as any player in open space, and that is certainly something that makes him the extraordinary player that he is.
1: Kevin, I know we want to see the grief line put together and to do their thing because it's such a weapon that Dean Evison has at his disposal. But I was impressed with Felino, Goudreau and Boldy in this one tonight. Matt Boldy was just, he was a monster at points in this game, but great work by Felino and Goudreau able to keep some possessions going. And that might be something, it may not be something that the wild use on a full-time basis, but it is an option that seems to work uh if dean ever gets to the point where he needs to just switch things up a little bit
0: yeah, and and dean everson has that knack too Seth for figuring out the right time and the right place to do it here's the final game before the all-star break off a huge win against philly and he shuffles the deck very very interesting and i love the space that that created for matt boldy you know, you're right. You know, you look at Goudreau, who's a lunch pail guy. You look at Felino, the big physical presence that he brings. I couldn't believe how many open looks Matt Boldy got tonight. Might be the best he's looked in, in weeks. And he's had a couple of nice games recently, but he just had so many good chances. So I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. And, and the other factor here, too, is how that Eck that line now sets up. You know, you're dealing with Ryan Hartman, who has great sandpaper to his game and the offensive numbers haven't been there this year. And who knows off that upper body injury, how healthy he is. But one thing I know he can do is he can check and he can frustrate players. And boy, does that fit into that mold perfectly. And, you know, felino has got some offensive skill kind of under the radar. So it's, it's cool to have that move at your disposal. I'm sure Dean can always go back to the original grief line, but it, for one night, I thought it worked really well.
1: And it just – it's one of those things that you never know how the rest of the season is going to go. Injuries will happen, and so we're seeing a couple of line combinations that Dean can go back to whenever he needs to, and it's, it's leading to some good opportunities. Um, final one before we wrap up, Kevin, what does a win like this do for this team heading into the All-Star break?
0: You know, I really think it allows them just to enjoy the time off. I, they were on the grind here, and having been on that last road trip and, and seen the disappointment – on that flight home with all the dads on the airplane and the guests and, you know, the letdown and losing three out of four after winning the first game of that trip to come back and to win the way they did this week against Philadelphia and Buffalo to have those emotional wins that make big plays at crunch time. I think they can just check out. And I think you need that. It's such a grind, you know, talking to Ryan Carter and Wes walls and Mark Parrish about the, the absolute mental and physical grind that the season provides Ryan Carter talked about it specifically today with me in between periods off the, uh, the camera over at hockey day. And he said the toughest part of the season for him as a player was always games 40 through 60. He said at that point, it's still cold. It gets dark early. Your body's beat up. And he said, as a player, if you can get to March 1st, you can start to feel it. The games ramp up. There's light at the end of the tunnel. And he said, the dog days are over. And so to get these wins right now, this gives the team a chance to go into the break and actually enjoy the break and not stress about where they are in the standings. They did their job. They bounced back. They got their mojo. And I think they'll come back refreshed, ready to take on Arizona on the sixth and hopefully build up what they started here.
1: Absolutely can't wait. The Wilds win 3-2 to in a shootout tonight, and that will conclude tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. Kevin, thank you for the time as always. Uh, enjoy getting a chance to break these games down. Uh, When we're able to do these and um, everybody enjoy the all-star break Uh, wild will not play till the 6th, but they're going to use this time to uh, to get themselves ready for that push in February. Uh, So we'll uh, we'll see how things go and uh, we will get back to these once the wild resume their schedule listeners. Make sure you follow locked on wild everywhere you can so you don't miss out on any of our content throughout the week with full episodes as well as pre and post game content all part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.